It would be nice if I could use my new microphone the right way. See, wouldn't that be nice? All right, let's try this again. Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be <laughs> your pilot. I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. All right, boys and girls, we will be talking to you. I wanna find out your thoughts, how you would rebuild the New York Jets. Uh, Call-ins are gonna start at 8.30 like they always do. I want to go over a little bit of my thoughts, and then we'll, we'll we'll kick it over to you guys and figure out how you would rebuild the New York Jets. Um, all right, so quarter or not quarterback wise, head coaching wise across the NFL, we have all our coaches in place now. Bears wind up getting Matt Eberflus, Broncos Nathaniel Hackett, that is Paul Hackett's son, uh, former offensive coordinator for us. Giants get Brian Dable from the Bills. Josh McDaniels goes to the Raiders. Vikings get Kevin O'Connell. Jaguars, Doug Peterson. Dolphins get uh, Bong Shula, a.k.a. Mike McDaniel. Uh, <laughs> the Texans get Lovey Smith. And the Saints just hired defensive coordinator Dennis Allen for their open position as well. Um, so we get to talk a little bit about that. Oh, I see in the chat, I uh, I started my Streamlabs bot and I guess it's working. I have no idea how it actually works. Um, so if you figure it out, uh, let me know. Oh, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it, it's just saying to vote and there's no options. Cool. This is what happens when you try to tinker with stuff beforehand. <sighs> All right. So I guess before we get into anything too serious, I want to talk about our sponsor, this week, that is DraftKings. Here's some big news just in time for the Super Bowl Sports King, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 56 is officially live right here in New York State with mobile sports. That means you can place bets no matter where you are with DraftKings Sportsbook. And DraftKings is even making it more exciting. Listen to this. DraftKings is giving new customers a special offer that you don't want to miss. Just bet $5 or more on Super Bowl uh, on the Super Bowl and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up using code JETSTALK. Bet just $5 or more and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's code JETSTALK. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details. Must be 21 or older and physically present in New York. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY uh, at 467-369. All right. With that out of the way, I want to talk about our first topic. And this is something uh, regarding one of our wide receivers 
that we all want to have back, and that's one Braxton, Braxton Berrios. Rumors coming out that he wants top slot money or that he should want top slot money, which, look, I want $30 million a year. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Um, but we'll see. We shall see. Uh, it's interesting. I guess that poll is working. If I ever had uh, what the questions were going to be, it might might actually work. Uh, so what is Braxton Berrios worth? Is he top returner money? Is that all you're going to wind up bringing him in for? Or are you going to give him the top slot money? I think the argument could be made that they do like Elijah Moore out wide. Uh, as much as everyone in this chat probably thinks he should go into the slot. Um so I guess you could argue that Barrios is going to be a starting slot. Um, I don't necessarily see it like that. I think that there's probably some consideration that you have to give to, into the into the pecking order here. Like there's value in him being healthy. There's value in him being a team player. There's value in him being able to, you know, multiple roles and everything. Like if I had to come down to Barrios or Mims on this roster, it would definitely be Barrios. Um because of everything that he can do, the the talent he's got, the report with Zach Wilson, everything like that. But $9 million, are you going to give him $9 million? Part of me wants to say like, hey, look, Keelan Cole didn't do a whole heck of a lot for us. That was $5.5 million. Jamison Crowder renegotiated down to five. You want to say both those guys aren't coming back? You want to give that money to Braxton Barrios? Call it a day? Part of me wants to say that. The other part of me realizes that it is a hard cap sport and is significantly... Harder if you're overpaying players at positions that you probably shouldn't. Or maybe not positions, but if you're not getting the value out of your picks. Because the real trick to the NFL is having value in your salary cap. Your quarterback on a rookie deal, all of a sudden he's, you know, slinging it around. Joe Burrow, it's amazing. They're in the Super Bowl and they're going to have an even better team next year. Because they've got like 50 or $60 million in salary cap space and everyone's going to want to play with that team. Ugh. I want everyone to play with us. The other argument is you have a homegrown player that you stole from the Patriots. So you let him walk. He's going to go to the Patriots for like $8 million if you don't pay him the nine. That's a little con concerning. But he's a homegrown talent. How much talent out in free agency are we really going to, to rope into coming here? Realistically, if you're looking at the big fish, how many big fish want to pay New York, New Jersey taxes. How many think they're going to, that Joe Douglas is going to be the highest bidder for some of these guys? Like, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way. I don't think he is, um, he doesn't strike me. I mean, look, Carl Lawson, 15 million a year. That's the highest free agent we've signed. Him. <laughs> I don't see it going like very high. I don't know. I like retaining our own. I like bringing in guys that make sense from a value standpoint. Braxton Barrios is an interesting case. So the argument could be made. If you're not going to sign a bunch of free agents, do you just retain your own for a little bit more? I'm always a fan of that. I really am. As much as it's like frustrating, and I know a lot of people are like don't want to pay that kind of money, but how frustrated are you when you're like, hey, I want a raise, <laughs> and they're not going to give you a raise, but then they wind up going and hiring some guy out on the streets, uh, and they bring him in for more than what your raise could have been right? <laughs> Everyone's been there. That's just how the world works. You get promoted from within. Generally, you don't get quite as much. Um, and free agent wise, it's just, it's, it's bad business. Like I guess, like I said, value, 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 value. 
Um, lots of other stuff we could talk about. I saw a rumor saying that the Jets should trade number 10 for Daniel Hunter. That's not exactly where I'd want to go, I think. Um, I mean, he's a great edge rusher. I would be really excited if we got him. But a first-round pick, number 10 overall, there's a lot of edge rushers I really like. Like, I'd rather trade down from 10 and take one of the the young edge rushers now. But then you run the risk of, like, oh, are you getting a Vernon Golston who's never going to have a sack in the NFL and you just passed on the opportunity to get a guy that got the most sacks, in, like, up to 50 in the shortest amount of time in the NFL? What do you do? What do you do? Way too much. Way too much at stake here. If it were me, I would probably sniff around that trade. If you could get him and pair him with Carl Lawson, I'm all about it. The only thing is, if you wind up having Kayvon Thibodeau sitting there and now you're like, oh, great, we just traded for like another expensive pass rusher. Because you got to think, you're going to have $15 million locked up with Carl Lawson, probably 15 to $20 million in Daniel Hunter. Yikes. It's a lot of money. But at a good position. I like the idea of balancing. Like you pay Corey Davis, you draft Elijah Moore. You pay George Fant, you draft Makai Becton. That sort of thing, right? You kind of wombo combo it where the young guy can get some experience from a vet, but you're also not like paying way, way, way too much money. Probably should have hid the Berrios thing as I was talking about Daniel Hunter. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right, what are you guys talking about in the chat? Uh, Rich Ritter says, what message does it send if we don't take care of our own? Rich, that is a great point. Let me see if I can throw that up on the screen, because that that's worth discussing. I will find it. Bam! Rich Ritter. What message does it send the rest of our team if we don't retain our own? He's the guy that probably should, the, should be the priority. Like, you got Foley, Fatukasi. You're already letting Marcus May walk. I do not see us holding on to him. Six million is kind of where I thought he should land. If you want to say seven million, okay. Uh, Cole Beasley, I think, signed for seven and a half million. Although I can, I don't, I don't know where he is in the pecking order. But you're talking number one wide receiver, whether it be free agent or the draft, should be before him. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Those three receivers should be ahead of Braxton Berrios. Then whatever tight end we bring in. You got to figure this offense is going to run tight end heavy. So now you're at least down to four. And then I'd argue Michael Carter, you're probably talking Barrios being like the sixth, fifth or sixth option out of the backfield. Not out of the backfield, but fifth or sixth option on this offense. And you're going to have plays that are drawn up to him. They'll have end arounds and things like that. But look, Elijah Moore can also do those end arounds. So I get the feeling that Braxton Barrios is not going to be on this team next year. And I, I don't love it. <laughs> it's definitely uh, something that might keep me up at night. Uh, what else are you guys talking about? Matthias says, yes, trade down from 10, a lot of depth. This draft is heavy in rounds two through four, which is what we feel like every year. Um, I would say the guys from pick like 20 through maybe the end of the second round are all probably – close so if you could trade down pick up an extra second maybe you maybe you do something like that um 
Let's see. Mark Riss says, and then we already paid John Franklin Myers and Quinnen has a big payday coming up. Quinnen, I don't think we're going to restructure just yet. I think we're going to, unless he wants to lock in at a lower rate right now, I think we're going to let him play out his fourth year. I do think we exercise his fifth year option because we have to do that this offseason. Uh, John Franklin Myers, look, I I don't think it's an overpay. I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. Not that you said it was an overpay, but. Um, I know a lot of people are upset with the John Franklin Myers signing and saying this guy was, you know, MIA for a little bit. Um, I don't agree with that. Uh, Mark Riss says that would be 60 or 70 million on D-line. So he's saying Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, and Daniel Hunter all getting signed. Perfectly acceptable uh, response there, Mark. Definitely get it. Um, let's see. Tibbs isn't there at four. We need to take either Ikem Iquanu or Sauce Gardner, says Texas Toast. I would not take Gardner that high. I like him a lot, and if things shook out a certain way, maybe I'd take him at 10. Um, but taking him at four, I, I would be very upset with that. Um, just because I feel like offensive line is a bigger need, I think edge rush is a huge need, and if you're already wasting a premium asset on a corner... That I don't love. Um, Gitmo Bob says the Rams and Tampa don't seem to have a problem signing all their players. Why can't the Jets? Uh, all right. So first off, they had Tom Brady. Get Everyone wants to play with Tom Brady. After Tom Brady gets there, Gronk, Fournette, uh, a Antonio Brown, like all these guys wind up signing. And then you get guys back on cheaper deals because they, they want to try and win a Super Bowl. We don't have a Tom Brady yet. That's what you want to get to. You want to get Wilson to that point where guys are willing to take a little bit of a discount to play here. So that's probably more of an argument to bring in as much offensive firepower as possible uh, and then figure out the defense after that. Because maybe defensive guys want to play with an offense that has the firepower to do that. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know like what the majority of players are looking for. Is it just money or is it like an actual winning team? Um, let's see. NY Jets fan four. What does it mean when New England always lets their good guys walk for more money, and then two years later they go back to New England? LOL. Barrios is asking for nine million. See you later, Braxton. Again, it's one of those things where they had the quarterback for so long, and a quarterback that was taking less money to be there. Like I can't, I cannot tell you how big of an advantage Tom Brady has had throughout his entire career because he was taking less than what he should have. I. The majority of his career, he was outside the top 10 in far, as far as uh, paid quarterbacks ranking. Um, we just don't have that. We don't have that. Um, Kaiser, what's up, brother? How you doing? He says, Traylon Burks, in my opinion, looks like the best wide receiver in the draft on paper at the moment. He has a catch radius, size, speed, big hands, good character, etc." everything you'd want in a wide receiver. When I look at Traylon Burks, I see Debo Samuel light. I didn't even say, I shouldn't even say light. Just, I see Debo Samuel. Like this guy's going to be able to run through everything. He's got an enormous catch radius. I like him more than Drake London personally. I'm probably, I was looking up Garrett Wilson. I did a little bit more kind of research into him. I, I love the route running. I love the separation he gets. God, Ohio State wide receivers just scare the bejesus out of me. I don't know if that's like, <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. Um, 
What else we got? Richard, a.k.a. Dick Delgado, says, Sorry I'm late. I was busy. Always. Or anyways, the Jets need to get both an offensive and defensive lineman. Do not trade any of the Williams. Do not trade any of the Williams and get a fast wide receiver. Any of the Williams. Quinnen? Is that what you're talking about? Anyway, yes, I agree. Offensive line, defensive line. That's where you would like to see the New York Jets finish up. The NY bully drops in. He says, I'm really digging Kenneth Walker. He put up 236 attempts, 1,636 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns, 6.2 yards per carry. I'd take that at pick 34 to pair with Carter. He'd be unstoppable. Uh, I'd completely disagree, NY bully. And it's not because I don't like Kenneth Walker. I actually I, I haven't done enough research, so I, I haven't even remotely looked at running back, which probably tells you, all you need to know about my stance on running back right now. <laughs> I like Michael Carter. I want to re-sign Coleman. Uh, Ty Johnson's fine as the third guy. I would like a late round uh, running back, possibly. Uh, so I'm I would not spend a top, you know, top pick on this. Um, but I'll have to look into him. Uh, Thomas Cahill. Thomas Cahill drops in with a super chat. Says Perion Winfrey is a beast. We need him. Uh, Perrion Winfrey was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. There was another defensive lineman that had two sacks. Um, it's like Boye, Maye Boye. Is that what his name is? I think it is. Two sacks, three tackles for a loss, and a forced fumble. The Jets are going to draft some of these guys from the Senior Bowl, 100%. I told you. The 49ers drafted four guys from the Senior Bowl that they coached. The Jets... Or, sorry, not the Jets. The Ravens have drafted 44% of their draft picks from the Senior Bowl for the last five years. Lots. Boye Mafe. That's the word. That's the name. Knew I was forgetting the name. But yes, bringing in uh, someone that can get to the quarterback would be important. I want an edge rusher. Personally. Uh, let's see. What else are you guys talking about in here? Nathan Wygonic says, if we take Icky at four and you have George Karloftis and Burks at 10, who are you taking? Hmm. How did we address receiver in free agency? If we sign someone like Allen Robinson, then yeah, I'm probably taking someone like Karloftis or, uh, you know, Johnson out of FSU, one of the one of the edge rushers. There's going to be a few guys uh, that you could possibly look at. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to trading down in that situation. But if we didn't get a wide receiver, I would be looking at Burks, London, or uh, Wilson. I think you have to help out. Have to help out your uh, your wide receiver there, or your running back there. Whew, sorry. Um, Alex says Jermaine Johnson at ten. I don't really want to take him at ten. I could see him winding up rising a lot throughout the combine because his stock was middle of the second round and he's already up to like number 20 since the end of the season. So I could see him, you know, if he tests well, going pretty high. Uh, James Jett says he would take Devin Lloyd. I like Devin Lloyd a lot. Um, I don't know if I would, <sighs> he definitely fits, right? Like there, there's part of me when I look at this defense and I'm thinking, okay, uh, Kyle Hamilton could look like Cam Chancellor. Uh, maybe 
Devin Lloyd could be Fred Warner from, from San Francisco, like all these guys that, that Robert Sala has had and how they may relate to, to players that he's had in the past is, is fascinating to me. Um, let's see. Kaiser says I would go with Zion Johnson and a tight end in the second round. I really like that. My ideal situation, Kayvon Thibodeau falls to four. You take him at four. 10, you're taking Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, whatever. Or you trade down and you do the same thing. Uh, or you take a tight end, I guess. Like maybe you could go Allen Robinson free agency, Thibodeau at four, trade down from 10, get N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, and then go Zion Johnson, the guard slash center, now center possibly, <laughs> from Boston College. He's taking some snaps at the senior bowl as a center because he never did it in college. Uh and Trey McBride. I'd sign up for that. Here's some interesting news. My friends and I were talking about this just prior to me coming on stream, so I, I haven't really done a whole lot of research. Shane Howard says, this is so far-fetched, but news on Kyler is he might be upset with Arizona and may want out. Yes, we won't uh, know Zach's upside, but would you trade Zach and some picks for Kyler? He's definitely quarterback one. Uh, put it this way. If that situation arose, I guess you'd probably have to consider it. I'm not fishing for that at all. Um, and I think there's probably other teams that he could go to. I don't think he's going anywhere. He, What's happening is he's removing all his social media and the Cardinals' names off his social media because he's going to be able to start renegotiating his rookie contract. Uh, basically, after your third year in the league, that's when you can renegotiate your rookie deal. Now, I don't know if that starts as of the end of his last game, they can start renegotiating, or he has to wait till like March 16th when the new league year actually begins. Then he can renegotiate. Uh, but I would be shocked if he went anywhere. I mean, they're going all in on this guy. He's got a ton of receivers. Like, there's really no, he's got no state income tax. Like, why on earth would you want to leave Arizona with what you have set up right there? That would, make no sense absolutely no sense but i would i would um i mean i guess if you if they offer like hey we want kyler for wilson straight up you got to consider it i guess but I, I wouldn't do it um or i don't think it's realistic that it would happen slim reaper says uh thank you for the super chat brother he says we'll be fine without barrios i don't think he'll be as productive as he was with us only team he'll be great with is either the texans or jags I disagree. I think Barrios is is a good player in this league. I think he proved when he had enough touches throughout the course of this season that he was able to get things done. Uh, we had guys injured. We were out. Um, he was reliable. He's sure-handed. I I don't want to lose Barrios, but I, I do think we will be fine. I think we've got enough. Eh, you know what? Maybe we won't have enough because if Keelan Cole, look, if Barrios leaves, maybe I consider extending an offer to Jamison Crowder, but but definitely Barrios would be who I'd prefer to have. The NY Bully drops in with Super Chat. It says, offensive tackle, Trevor Penning from UNI. Impressed at the Senior Bowl. Tackles like Charles Cross are slated to drop. If Cross is there at 10, do you take him? No. Uh, unless we go, like, edge in the first round. I, I would not want Cross... Um, I prefer a guy with some positional flexibility. And to my knowledge, I think he's only played tackle. Um, Trevor Penning, impressing at the senior role. I think he was pro football focus's number one overall tackle, if I'm not mistaken. 
I don't think he makes it to us in the second round. I think he gets scooped up somewhere at the, the tail end of the first, a team that's losing a, a guy. Who knows? Maybe uh, Orlando. Is it Orlando Brown? I think it was Orlando Brown that got traded to the Chiefs. He's looking for a big contract. Maybe maybe there's some situation where he doesn't come back, and then all of a sudden Cross is there for the Chiefs at the end of the, end of the draft. I don't know. Stefano says, trade out of four or ten. Acquire more picks. Grab Jermaine Johnson. In the teens or early 20s, seems like a clear third edge rusher. Kids got it all. I like Jermaine Johnson a lot. I would at this point in the the way too early offseason without combine and everything, I like Jermaine Johnson more than Carl Loftus personally. Um and that's me saying I would have taken Carl Loftus at four at one point. So, so it's everything's changing. Everything's changing as you see more and more people, uh, or more and more competition, you see more and more um metrics and interviews and things like that, you'll get more hype. Uh, Kevin Henry, helping Zach would be getting Allen Robinson, Najoku, get best available, uh, then get McBride, find a short yardage running back. Yeah, Henry, look, I'm all about that. There's, if I had to make a realistic mock off season for the New York Jets, Allen Robinson is the receiver that I'm penciling in for us just because of his relationship with Robert Sala. I think he's going to come in at a little bit of a discount. And David Njoku from the Browns, I think he's got a lot of upside. He's like 26 years old. So I would be very happy with, with those two acquisitions. They're not the top guys on my board at those positions, but I think they make sense for the amount of money that Joe Douglas is going to want to dish out. And, you know, we don't want to overpay for free agents. We want to build through the draft. I, I could definitely see this. And then obviously getting McBride would, would, would be icing on the cake. Um. What else are you guys talking about there? Oh, it's 8.44. You know, I'm going to go till 9... Let's go till 9.30 tonight. I, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, I'm going to jump over to the phones. Let's let's do some calling questions. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Pull up the phone number. Google Voice open. No, that's not Google Voice. Open on the wrong web pages. All right. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you guys can hear me. All right. Phone number is up on the screen, and we already have our first caller. Call from Mr. Motivation. Hey, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, how you doing, brother? Give me one second. I just want to see if there's a little bit of an echo. Can you talk one more time? How you been, dude? I think it's fine. <laughs> we'll see. We'll let the chat know if uh, if I'm off. I think it's all right. Uh, I've been pretty good. I've been hanging in there. I've been busy. I've been ripping out a bathroom in our house and uh, just kind of getting some, some housework done, cranking out some videos. I made five videos today. <laughs> five videos. And uh, the next, I have three that are coming out over the course of the next few days. Um, cause I'll be a little bit busy, but, uh, yeah. How are you doing brother? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. You know, it's been a good day so far. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. It's all you can hope for. So talk to me. How would you fix the New York jets? Realistically, I'm going to go with you on what you said that like, you need to get all the protection you need for Zach Wilson and that hand, whether if it's Evan Neal or a Kwanu, whichever mm -hmm. one is available, you automatically grab them at number four. Yeah, right. Like, so if you're saying if, 
would you take an edge rusher at four? Or are you going with the offensive line? That's kind of what you're, what you have your heart set on. No, I have the offensive line. That's what my heart is set on for number four. Yeah, I'll be honest. Look, Becton gives me the heebie-jeebies, and I've I've uh, talked to people that I feel confident enough, um, you know, trusting, saying they are, I would say, concerned. Uh, rumors are that he was over 400 pounds at the end of the season, and I think you actually wind up getting fined for being that heavy, if I'm not mistaken. It's not even the fact of getting fined. That messes up your knees, too, on the long one. Well, that's just it. I mean, when you're a big guy and you wind up having an injury and you can't work out to lose weight because of your injury, you're going to balloon up. Now, hopefully he's just going to work out like crazy and he's going to come back in, in phenomenal shape like he has the last two times he's hired a nutritionist. So I, I'm not super concerned, but I would go offensive line at four like Iquanu. Iquanu would be my number one. Neil would be my number two uh, on the offensive line. And I would just hedge my bets against Becton while hoping that he is our future left or right tackle. But regardless, whatever side he goes on, I'm pretty sure he's going to have a good future just as long as he keeps that weight under control. And as for George Fan, like I trust him more than anything because he did all right helping us out this year. Yeah, I get a, I get a feeling we may end up re-signing Fant. Like it, it may not be this offseason. It may be come like training camp or so. Uh, once we have a better idea of what Becton looks like, like they might just pull the trigger and hey, you know. We know this guy's going to be here. We got to at least lock down one of our tackles. But it would not shock me if Fant was here longer than Becton. And that that's disheartening because of where you thought you were going to be after selecting Becton. And I look at Fant as like one of those guys that like he's never really gotten an opportunity, but Joe Douglas just saw something mm -hmm. in him, and look how that turned out. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that George Fant would be loyal to the Jets, and I think as long as we extend him a fair offer, I think he's a lock to come back. I would, I would be very surprised. The Jets wind up banking on this guy as being a left tackle. They give him his shot. I, I think, I think we did right by, by Fant, and I think he would do right by accepting a, a fair offer from the New York Jets. I personally agree. Now to the tight end situation. Honestly, the tight end, I mean, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, we do have the money for him, but I would love the Jets to go after Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. Yeah, look, I'd love to see that happen too. I get the feeling that like every year we go into the offseason, we're like, oh, we want Joe Tooney. Oh, we want, you know, X, Y, Z. And it just never happens because un unless we wind up throwing a ton of money like Joe or like uh, Mike McCagney was doing, where you wind up getting C.J. Mosley, you get Tremaine Johnson, you get Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I don't see Joe Douglas doing that. So I I do think they'll target Schultz, but I think they've seen enough good tight ends like Ruckert, like McBride, uh, and some other guys that are going to be available uh, that they may not go the expensive route and they may go with someone with high upside like Howard or Njoku. Um, but I, Schultz is absolutely my, t my top free agent weapon. And I saw your video earlier about um, about Daniel Hunter, and um, I don't mind having him. I'm just not giving up the number 10 overall pick. That's not worth it. I'm only giving him a third and a fourth. That's it. See, that's it's going to be interesting to see what winds up happening with him because any other team, I would think, if they have the cap space to take on that contract, like if you told me I could give up a second-round pick and go get him, I would give up a second-round pick, no problem. No, no questions asked. I'll go get him. Not worried about the injury. Guy's a stud. Um, number 10 overall. Number 10 overall is scary. Because Absolutely. It just blew, it just blew my mind because there was no way I could give up number 10 for him. If you no. want me to give up the number 10 pick, it would have to be like somebody like Marshawn Lattimore, for example. Yeah, and you know what? For me, I think I would want something like trade 10 and get back a second because at least the value puts puts uh, Daniel Hunter right around the 20th overall pick. And that's, you know, at least you still have the same amount of picks you would have had. But that, that top 10 pick, that's going to be a blue chip player. So you, you don't want to give that up 
for for no one. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Tough decision. I'm telling you right now, even for us fans, it's just so tough. It feels like we're in charge of the organization sometimes. I, that's how I feel, right? This whole offseason, it's so exciting. I love, like, literally, I look forward to every Monday and Tuesday night because I get to come on here and just rant with you guys and, and hear your thoughts and then just recap everything that's happened. It, it's fun. I enjoy the offseason. <laughs> we, we all do, man, but I hope for the best. That's all I can say. Dude, thank you so much for calling in. You have Thanks been... I just love the chicken. I'm so happy I was able to get the chicken to work. Fun fact, I had, uh, I worked on my whole stream setup. I had everything working. My internet's fine. My internet's not actually an issue for why things are lagging. My computer is screaming at me because I have so many programs open to, to make a really nice live stream generally. Um, and unfortunately, it looks like I'm going to have to buy a new computer before I can go back to the way I want to stream. Call from Chris from Florida. Chris from Florida, what's up, dude? Everybody, let me hear you go and say it. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What's going on? Just talk 24-7. What's good, brother? Dude, it's good to have you on. It's been a long time. How would you fix the New York Jets, Chris? I say free agency, as far as anything, extend George Fan. He's, he's shown an immense amount of work and commitment. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to push for Braxton Berrios. I don't know what it is about his character, but a lot of similarities to a Corbett kind of class guy who wants to just show he belongs in this kind of game and, 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 and speed and attitude. And then, of course, safety on free agency. Everything else. Draft, draft, draft. I don't think anything more than just how good we did last year and how high quality those players came out. And now the fact that we took advantage of the senior bowl, I have absolute faith in this Joe Douglas core of now having much more deep insight on players that we we were working with already and have mm -hmm. already had a little taste of the system. Mm -hmm. Tight end, wide receivers, uh offensive line, defensive line, some some soft linebackers that nobody may realize, you know? I'm mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but man, Coach Sala, the way his staff handled the senior bowl and Joe Douglas's uh work ethic is just unbelievable, man. I've ne I can't I cannot say more for younger Jet fans out there that are feeling so good about this team and where it's heading. Dude, I love our coaching staff <laughs> like I, I i'm one that i've been talking recently and i've been saying like hey you know what? i love the idea that salad takes a step back lafleur takes a step back olbrick takes a step back lets everyone else coach for the senior bowl i would love to see this in the nfl through the entire preseason let your coach stand on the sidelines observe everything and then you know at least you have some growth from within. I think that's a good way to get other coaches because you think there's only 32 head coaches. But if you have preseason games, three preseason games, you could have, what, 32, 64, what is that, 96? 96 potential coaches if you had one guy coach, like a different coach each time. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong way to think about it, but that would be pretty cool. Ah, Green Bean, what's up, brother? He hops in the chat. Um, so talk to me. How would you approach free agency? I think, if anything, um, I keep the I, I think how everything is planned out, and I'm 
with you on the whole, I think we're going to get at least one of the top two edge rushers. Like just Mm -hmm. the way things are standing out and we now see who the Jaguars head coach is. We can probably see, we can understand that a coach that actually has an experience with a quality quarterback would understand, hey, I got to protect this quarterback for my Mm -hmm. future job and for the future of the company. So I see the Jaguars going more now offensive linemen. We should go ahead and take whichever edge rushers available. And then with our 10th pick, I'm really, really big on t- taking an offense. I would rather take the center and then move Mc, um, Mc, uh, McGovern, um, Mc, McGovern so to, with, to guard. You think one of the so you think Jacksonville goes with the offensive line? You think a quarterback sneaks into the top three, or you think Hamilton goes before us? I think I think uh, quarterbacks uh, quarterback goes in the someone, top three for sure. I, I could see someone sneaking in there. Um, and then one of the edge rushers falls to us at four. Then you take if Linderbaum's there at ten, I have no problem taking Linderbaum at ten. If you've addressed edge rusher at four, no problems whatsoever. That's what I'm thinking as well. And if we just don't, you know, I don't know what it is, but seeing that one guy, uh, Pen, uh, not Penne, Penne, but uh, from the Senior Bowl. Oh my gosh, that one guard was unbelievable. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> He's the tackle. B, I, I like Zion Johnson, the guard out of BC. He's someone that I would take in the second round if you decided you want to go with a top wide receiver at 10. Um, I understand center at 10 is it feels like a reach, but if you hit on the guy, I, I'll take a hit on a non-premium position over a whiff on a premium position any day. Yeah, I just I feel like after hearing so much of the conference and the way that the, the staff has moved forward and everything and mm-hmm. uh, just seeing all the lines and connections that have you know, free agency and talks of who they've been interested, who have they been talking with. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that they're really sticking down with the whole sticking to the trenches first. Uh, I think more than anything, we're going to see a much more attack on uh, on the outer defense and wide receiver range when it comes Mm -hmm. to the second round and afterwards. I really think we're going to get with a tight end in the second round. Anyways, man, thanks for talking. Go, John! It's always fun to talk to you. Ooh, who we got now? Call from Vinny. Vinny, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up? How you been? Oh, you know, just absolutely wonderful. Having a grand old time over here, enjoying watching the Senior Bowl, seeing all the players, doing my research. Ah, I love it. Talk to me, Vinny. Yeah, How yeah. would you rebuild the New York Jets? Mm-hmm. That's a difficult question, but... Well, I'm asking but, you. That's the whole question for tonight. Or if you got something else yeah, to talk no, about, I can How talk would about I rebuild? Else. Well, obviously, there are a lot of areas of weakness that this team needs to improve. Sure. I would love to get a pass rush early on in this draft, if possible, you know. Mm-hmm. If you know the cards fall our way, you know, you get the reports are tips just falling in mm-hmm. the stock, which could benefit us, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, so let's say if you do theoretically land an edge rusher at four, mm-hmm. it all depends on what you want to do at 10. Do you want to get Zach more protection or do you want to get him another weapon to work with? It's mm-hmm. a conundrum. Well, it's only a conundrum because we don't know what happened in free agency. Because if you wind up going the route of, say, Lake and Tomlinson, the guard out of San Francisco. You sign him. Now all of a sudden, I'm not thinking offensive line like at all in the top ten. I mean, it's it's not ideal. 
because I, I really like Aquanu. <laughs> but I'm hoping for one of those edge rushers. I think one of the edge rushers is going to fall. But I don't know if I, I want to so like too. gamble on that. No, no. You know what? You know what I say is, it's fun having an off season where we're not uh, uh, the big scandal of the off season. Yeah, it's kind of nice, right? Like I, uh, I'm sitting here watching the, you know, the Texans, the Dolphins, the I don't know, Giants, Giants. The Broncos. Literally, everything's just crumbling down. <laughs> I'm just sitting here Where like, are you? oh, eat, eating my popcorn, just just staying silent. Yeah. All right. No, no, it's fun. It, it, that's that, that's, that's one of my favorite things. All in the second thing is how pathetic Patriots fans are with like thumping their chest about Mac Jones being a Pro Bowl alternate. Oh, did you see how good he was at the skills competition? <laughs> oh man, if you guys haven't watched Mac Jones at the skills competition, I should have pulled up a video because it's aggressively bad. <laughs> it's it's so it's so terrible. He couldn't hit the it's broadside fun. of the barn. So uh, I, I didn't get to see it because I was at work. But then again, who watches the Pro Bowl? No, I did, I wound up watching uh, highlights. I didn't even watch highlights. I watched like I walked past the TV and the TV was showing a few things. They're saying how like this was one of the worst Pro Bowls ever. It's like, are they really like like that wasn't actually football because no one's even tackling. They got to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Give them that, a vacation no, in Hawaii like, or something. And then let's, uh, the, was it? it was the, in the Vegas this year, right? It's like you, you, you see people trash Mac Jones and Patriots fans come out of the woodwork, like finding every little minus school statistic where they could say he's good. Oh, that's trust me. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we were trying to do with, you know, with Zach for this year. But I do think Zach, Zach's upside is astronomically way higher than, uh, than Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I think we saw him peak in college. I don't think he's going to get better than what we saw this year. And you saw my once the cold weather kicked in, it's, always, it's over. My theory has always been the same, is that he was going to start out probably better than everyone else, and then within a year or two, the rest of his class mm-hmm. was going to surpass him. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I think he was the most pro-ready quarterback by far. I would say him. Then you would probably say uh, Trevor Lawrence. Then probably Zach Wilson. Then Fields, Fields and, Lance. and Lance. Yeah, I feel the same way. But going back to the – I what well, I did love the senior bowl. I I I mean everyone's already talked to it to death. The locker room speech was epic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. I love the you know go hit something, Ron Middleton. I want to run through a brick wall for you. <laughs> I really yeah, like this no. guy. That what's great now is if so we're 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 kind of showcasing him. He was able to to coach when Salah wasn't there. He was able to coach for the senior bowl. I would love to see this guy get a few more reps in the preseason because if someone wanted to hire him away we'd wind up getting a third-round compensation pick because he's been on the team for two years now. Yeah, no, that'd be good. And, you know, what they love about him coaching the senior bowl is that he's probably going to spot the best tight ends in the class. Oh, 100%. Did you see I, – I don't know if you watched my video on it, but I paused it, and it, that when they did the, the Reese's shower or the Gatorade shower, Trey McBride was the one that dumped the Reese's on top yeah, of no, yeah, Ron Middleton. You know, it, it's hard for me to choose between him mm-hmm. and, like – I. I know McBride's a better one, but you know the store, Ruckert story is just so appealing. I like Ruckert a lot. I think if I'm sitting there at 35 and McBride's on the board, I'm going to take that. If I'm sitting at 35, McBride's already gone. No issues taking Jeremy Ruckert whatsoever. No, no, I agree too. Vinny, it has been absolutely wonderful talking to you, but you know right, what time hey. it is. <laughs> you have been injected. Get out of here. All right, we'll get back to the calls in just a few seconds. I want to pull up a super chat from the NY Bully. Uh, where is it? Bam! 
The NY Bully comes in with Super Chat, says, I would trade the fourth pick to a quarterback needy team like Denver or Washington, collect more draft capital and take Linderbaum at 10. I would address edge and free agency. I edge a good edge rusher rarely hits free agency. It's it's so tough unless you want to go with like maybe a veteran. If a team wants to come up to four, like if Washington wants to jump up to four, I'm all about it. I I, I don't mind. Um, what do you get? You get the one next year. I really I want a first next year. That's that's my biggest thing. I want to trade out so I can have a second one next year. I just want perpetual second round picks. Although not really, because then you wind up, that means you're picking really high at people want to trade up. So I want to never trade down again after this year because we're going to play well. Uh, look, draft, taking more draft capital, edge rusher is going to be tough. I don't know where to go in free agency. I like some of the veteran guys that are hitting free agency. Maybe Daniel Hunter does hit free agency if they wind up cutting him to save some cap space. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be counting my chickens just yet. But we'll see. I like where you're going with this, Bully. All right, guys, phone number is on the screen if you want to call in. We're going to be taking phone calls till 9.30. And by we, I mean me, myself, and I. <laughs> I'm the only one over here. Oh, I say we a lot. I got to get an editor. I'll get an editor or someone that just goes behind the scenes that I can make fun of, and then they edit my video, and then it's better. Call from Nick. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What is up? How Mac Jones is a Pro Bowl quarterback, I have no idea, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I, I have no it. idea. It makes but, no sense to me. I mean, the fact that Herbert was snubbed and, like, I think it was it was Herbert and uh, – was it Allen? Wait, Herbert didn't make it? No, 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 Herbert didn't make it. Who am I talking about? Who were the top it – was, it was Herbert, it was Mahomes, but – Burrow? Burrow. No, but didn't Burrow make it? I thought Burrow made it, but then he wouldn't be able to i don't know i don't get how mac jones made it. mac yeah. jones should have made it there's just too many patriot fans tom brady made yeah. too many patriot <laughs> fans and now there's too many it's like the jets and zach wilson winning you know rookie right. of the week when everyone votes on him <laughs> it's just yeah it's like oh geez all right sorry well, how would you yeah, rebuild? Like, like i really i want to throw money at the offensive line probably more than a lot of other people do because like I really I want to draft Linderbaum because he I know Connor McGovern played pretty well down the stretch, but I don't think he's reliable. And two, I don't think he's here long term. I mean, after his deals up, I really doubt he's going to resign. I mean, dude, and Linderbaum is so athletic. He's so strong. He's the perfect fit for the scheme. And I just don't see how you could pass up on a potential. Uh, Nick Mangold, uh, you know, mm. replacement. It's just, it's very hard to pass it up, in my opinion. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I have a love affair with Linderbaum and a hate affair with Linderbaum at the same time. Like, I, I don't want him in the top 10. I originally wanted him when I thought the Seattle pick was going to be, like, late teens, early 20s. Uh, and then as we saw Linderbaum go higher, I was like, oh, man, we've got to have to take him at number four. Maybe he's there at number 10. If he's there at number 10, I'd strongly consider it. Um, not if yeah. I had taken Aquanu at four or Neil at four. But mm -hmm. I think I think there's a conversation to be had. I don't particularly I, I think what you have to look at is what is the difference in wins that you get from, say, taking an edge rusher at four or maybe Kyle Hamilton at four and then a center, say, mm -hmm. in the third round, like Alec Lindstrom or maybe Zion Johnson in the in the uh, 
second round. Because you could argue that the positional flexibility of Zion Johnson, center guard, mm -hmm. McGovern, center guard, and then you have to take a developmental mm -hmm. left tackle or right tackle probably later in the draft just in case something happens to Becton. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, I – have to cut you off but like my yeah. big thing is dude we have to we have to surround the quarterback the offense in my opinion should be the priority kicking mm -hmm. george Karloftis, that number four overall should not be the move i'm sorry i know a lot of people hate me for saying that but like dude you have to make sure that zach wilson is the guy because mm -hmm. if we're going into year three like we did with sam and we don't know if he's the guy or not we are set back so many years it's not even funny like so do you we need to do I mean, you want we need Linderbaum at four. Sure. Then that's what you're saying. Not a four, no. You're saying a ten. Oh, but if but, you're at but 10, so who I would, would definitely? So who would you take at four then? Are you you're saying you would go offensive line there? Like let's say yeah, well, let's say uh, Thibodeau. We'll say Thibodeau and and Hutchinson are off the board, um, and one of the offensive linemen. Are you taking offensive linemen? Are you taking Hamilton? What do you do? And does that change yeah, your 10th pick then? Number four is honestly flexible for me because mm -hmm. I think at number four, I agree with Green Bean. You just take the best player available. But at number mm -hmm. 10, I really think you have to go offense. Mm -hmm. And I was more talking about free agency. Like, okay. like to me, just the, the, the overall offseason should be the mindset of, like, we have to make sure that Zach Wilson has as much help as possible and he's not going to Tariq Black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I mean, like, I really just want to invest in the offense as much as possible. And if he takes, um, uh, because in Kayvon Thibodeau at number four, mm -hmm. I would not be mad at that because our pass rush has stunk for so many years. Mm -hmm. But like, my whole philosophy is you have to get, you have to get a guy like, a, a, like a Traylon Brooks if you want to do mm -hmm. that. You, you need to get him legit number one wide receiver you know guys that can really help this kid develop into a franchise quarterback i mean the Bengals. do you really the Bengals regret drafting jamar chase i don't think they do no not at all i don't think any of the receivers in this class are quite what jamar chase was to last year's class but I, but the, the point still stands i completely agree if you build up your offense so much that zach wilson almost can't fail that's when you start getting guys signing for less money on the defensive side. I guarantee that's exactly what you're going to see out of the Bengals. All right. All right. Good night, man. <laughs> Take yeah. it easy, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. That's it. Get out of here. You have been ejected from the cockpit. I wish I had a deep voice. I got this new microphone, and I think I can uh, – there's actually like a little sound thing. I guess I could screw around with that at some point. Um, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Ooh, we got another caller. Call from Green Beans Beard, man. <laughs> Jeremy, what's up? What's going on? It's Harvey and Green Beans Beard. He's always eating chili. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's definitely Jeremy. What's going on, brother? <laughs> what's up? I'm hanging in there, trying to, trying to keep myself busy throughout this off season. Doing my research. Yeah, yeah. Watching some tape. Talk to me. How do you want to fix the New York Jets? How do I want to fix the New York Jets? Well, I think we need a right guard. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. everyone talks about wide receiver, wide receiver. We need a right guard. We need mm -hmm. an edge. 
those are the two things that I need addressed. And then I need tight end addressed. Like I'm sticking to the basics. Like we got to fill the complete holes where we have nothing. Yeah. I think in my mind, I'd love to hopefully bring back LDT as our right guard. So that way you could go into the draft, hoping that Thibodeau's there. If he's not, then you take a Quanu and it doesn't matter because you got one year of LDT left. Um, what I would be a little worried about is going after someone like Lake and Tomlinson or like a Daniel, uh, is it Daniel, not Daniel Jones, Daniel Daniels, Daniels out of uh, Chicago. One of those two guys, cause you're gonna pay a good amount of money to him. And then like, what happens if both edge rushers are gone? Are you like, or what if it goes like two edge rushers <laughs> and friggin' Hamilton? And now all of a sudden you're like, Oh no, what do we do? It's only the two offensive linemen. I don't know. I'm not sure how things go. Yeah, no, it's going to, it, it's, it's going to be hard because we're going to have to see how free agency pans out anyway. But like, mm-hmm. um, to me, it's like, I don't, and I don't care. I mean, it doesn't have to be, I love Aquano. I mean, obviously it'd be amazing if we ended up getting him, but mm-hmm. um, Zion Johnson to me is good. I mean, I'm just, you know, I just know that when, like, by the time the draft's over and free agency's over, we can't go in like last year. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I just want to have those things addressed. I want to know we have a really good tight end. We're really excited about tight end. We're really excited about a right guard. And that takes care of Zach. I would love to have another receiver. But, I, you know, I don't think we necessarily have to pick a wide receiver with the 10th pick. Um, and then, I mean, the free agency throws the whole thing off because we just don't know who we're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. I I have to sit down and make another mock off season because I have I have one that will go completely against kind of what I did in my first one, but like I think it's more realistic that's going to happen. Like I think we do get a wide receiver in free agency, and I think it's probably going to be like Allen Robinson, and we're going to be slightly disappointed, and we're not going to get like the the elite top guy at the top end of the draft. And everything we've heard is just a smokescreen. Yeah, but hey, if we did that though, if we got him. Then at least it's that like that position we don't have to worry about, right? So then we can go in and just like know exactly what we're doing. Exactly, <laughs> and I don't think it necessarily impedes you from taking someone else because signing Allen Robinson to a four-year deal that could very easily be a two-year contract. Not to mention Corey Davis could be cut after next year anyway. He was only signed a three-year deal that was really a two-year deal with a team-year option for the third year. So you could it doesn't impede you from taking wide receiver early if you wanted to. Um, it may not be the best allocation of resources for just next year, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Hey, if we don't sign Braxton, if we can't sign him because he wants mm-hmm. too much money, keep your eye on Kyle Phillips. We all mm-hmm. watched him on my show. Green bean, me, rusty spooner, like recommended mm-hmm. that we look at his tape. Yeah, the yeah. guy from UCLA. Mm-hmm. And if you watch his tape, you'll get excited. Like, and this is a, a kid we can get in the fourth or fifth round. I like that. There's a few wide receivers I like. I like the kid from Penn State. I don't know if he makes it to the top end of the second round, but if we didn't go receiver in the first round, we weren't sure what we were going to do uh, in free agency, and he's sitting there at 35-38, I would have taken him, uh, Doxon. It sucks. Doxon, we yeah, yeah, we I like him. We would have been able to to look at him at the Senior Bowl, and he didn't wind up going, which is a little frustrating. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be like, the. I mean, we thought last year was huge and a tremendous offseason. This is going to be an amazing offseason. Dude, this is probably the most important offseason that we've had as a team. Because you knew last year was going to be the quarterback. You knew it wasn't going to be Lawrence. More than likely, it was going to be Wilson. And then you're trying to figure everything else out. Dude, I can't tell you how much it beats me up that we don't know Becton and Mims. Like, like Mims, I'm I'm pretty much writing off. But not having Becton, like, wasting those two 
first and second round picks just really burns me up because this rebuild should be way further and we shouldn't be considering an offensive lineman or a wide receiver in the top 10. I know I jinxed it when I got um, Green Bean the Becton jersey. That jinxed the whole freaking thing. <laughs> I, I said, I was like, I'm not <laughs> buying a new jersey. I was, I'm wearing my Mangold jersey. I'm waiting until someone signs a second contract. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> exactly. Jeremy, it's been a lot oh. of fun. Good talking to you. And I'm sure I'll see you very soon. Take care, brother. Peace. Ah, it. You're, You're out of here. Oh, jeez. The chicken flying across the screen. If you're wondering why a chicken flies across the screen when I eject people, it's because this is the cockpit. Context clues. Who we got? Call from. Roger from Comac. Roger from Colmac. How you doing tonight? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. How would you rebuild the New York Jets? All right. So what I'm about to say, I'm probably going to piss some people off. I don't know. I love it. But uh... <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, here, here's, here's what I'm thinking, right? At number four, let's just say, for argument's sake, both Thibodeau and Aquanu are on the board. Okay. I'm passing on Thibodeau. I'm taking Aquanu. And to be honest with you, I, I'm getting, you know, clowny vibes from Thibodeau. I know okay. clowny, he was, you know, he was supposed to be this great, I don't know what, this, you know, edge guy. And to be honest with you, he, he's disappointed in my opinion. I mean, not to say that he's not good, but I'm just saying not worth, you know, the, the number one pick that, uh, that they gave up for him. Sure. So, I do. I would um, say that there's a there's a value in him being the number one recruit coming out of high school and then living up to at least the the stature of appearing to be like a top five pick. I think that is impressive to do. Um, but I I'm not a hundred percent against your line of thinking. I'm I'm not quite yeah, there. I would what? still take Thibodeau I, first, but yeah, and I'm, I'm and I think like the New York market would just drown this kid Thibodeau. I mean, I, mm. I don't think he'd be able to to you know keep up with expectations coming into this market. So I'd rather go with the safer pick with the, you know, with the lineman. And then I'd address edge later in the draft. Like, you know, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, and this is what I'm thinking JD is going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking he's going to grab that 10, that number 10 pick. He's going to trade it, right? He's yep. going to, he's going to trade down in the draft and then try to pick up like a Jermaine Johnson yep. somewhere in that's the exactly middle, what I think. you know, middle of the, of the first. Yep. Yeah. So, he's I gonna, mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Could you imagine we take a Quanu at four, we trade down from 10 with like the Saints, pick up Michael Thomas in the trade down, and then at pick 18, you take Jermaine Johnson, and then you get Trey McBride and like maybe Brisker, the safety at a Penn State in the second round. Oh man, yeah. would that change this team? That that would be awesome if they can do that. I mean, I, honestly, um, and I don't think I don't think you can walk away from this draft without an edge guy in the first round because yeah, there's there's so much talent on defense coming out this year you gotta you gotta dip your toe in that water you can't, yeah, you can't really preach that a lot he's preached that a lot and i i completely understand i'm just i have no problem going like the Equanu wide receiver route in the top 10 just because like if you want to say hey we need to help our young quarterback all like by all means, like I don't mind losing a ton of games next. I shouldn't say a ton of games, but I don't mind losing games next year because of a bad defense because we surrounded Zach Wilson and we're now scoring 35 points a game. Totally cool with that. 
Then the following offseason, just put every asset into defense, all the money, all, all the draft picks. Yeah, but, but what, I, and and what's to say what's to say you can't win? I mean, look at what the Bengals yeah. did this year. I mean, they're in the friggin' Super Bowl for crying out loud. They got our boy Trey I, Hendrickson last offseason. That was who we wanted as an edge rusher. I was very upset. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like Carl Lawson, and I hope that he bounces back. But man. Dude, if you get an edge rusher, you look at how Robert Sala's defense has changed. When he was in San Francisco, he was like mid to late 20s his first two years. They get Nick Bosa. He jumps up to like number eight. Then he gets hurt the next year, and then they fall back down to like the 20s again. So I can't tell you how yeah. important edge rush is for this defense. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we definitely got to get an edge. I uh, definitely got to got to protect Zach. And, you know, we need receivers. And now I'm <laughs> it's probably going to piss people off. I'm thinking we ignore the wide receiver and try to double dip a tight end in the draft. Go with both, you know, McBride and mm-hmm. Ruckert. Stick them in the, you know, in the line. And now you're so, talking about, you know, protecting, you know, just mm-hmm. max protecting Zach. Yeah. Look, hey, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily – you're, you're saying things that I don't hate. Like, I don't mind – what do you mean ignore – the wide receiver position because that's that's big for me if you're telling me we're going into the offseason where we have more davis you re-sign barrios and you bring in you know maybe like a mid-tier wide receiver and you just have a very deep room and then you want to go with the two tight ends well i don't I, hate I, I it honest, I, I don't see a jamar chase in this draft right so i don't think mm-hmm. any wide receiver you take in the first round is going to have that impact first year i think it's going to take him at least half a year to get acclimated mm. before he actually starts making any kind of impact so i'm thinking stick with the right with the guys you got now you got the top four mm-hmm. and then you know just see where where it goes with the uh with the tight ends and i think with the tight ends it's going to put you from the cockpit and i want to touch on that last point he was making real quick before i jump into some more phone calls um and that is the Jets and potentially double dipping at tight end. If you double dip at tight end, now all of a sudden you have McBride and Rucker or Rucker and Kolar or whatever you want to do, Najoku and McBride or however you do it. You get two big tight ends. Those are receiving weapons, but they're also helping on the offensive line. We wanted to run 12 personnel a lot this year, and we didn't do it at all. So how if you have 12 personnel and you got two tight ends on the field, that means you got two wide receivers. So do you need as much depth? I mean, obviously with the injuries, you can't can't bank on everyone staying healthy the whole time. But maybe wide receiver is not as big of a a need. Maybe I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but uh, I can see the thought process. Marty, this is Aussie Jet in the house, mate. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, he says, "Why are we writing off Mims? The poor bastard has struggled with injuries and really hasn't had a chance to reach his max." I think. We are tired of Mims. I think that's what it is. I it seems like the coaching staff was tired about tired of answering questions about him. He never got any snaps. The fact that you saw Tariq Black out there at wide receiver instead of Denzel Mims is all you need to know about Denzel Mims. So I am definitely writing him off. If I could throw him into a trade package for another wide receiver or a trade down to sweeten up our draft pick that we could get from him. I'm cutting bait with him. It sucks. I don't like it, but man, he just hasn't helped himself. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a just a kick in the pants. I'm not gonna lie. But Marty, as always, I appreciate. I appreciate you. Um, all right, boys and girls, let's take. Uh, let's, we'll do two more phone calls. We'll go two more phone calls here. 
and then I'm going to go play some Halo. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I'm not very good at Halo, but I'm going to go play some Halo. Um, all right, phone numbers on the board, 973-506-8487. Call in now. Tell me how you would rebuild the New York Jets. What is our most important thing we need to focus on? Where would you go with our draft picks or free agents? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, man, who we got on the horn? Who we got on the horn? Call from... John. John, welcome to the cockpit. How are you doing on this fine night? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, you know, just another day in Jets paradise. How would you rebuild the New York Jets? So my first four draft picks would be Iquanu at four. Okay. And then I would go Karloftis at 10. Okay. I would go uh, McBri- uh, McBride. Okay. Yep. And then at 38, I would look to trade that for a receiver. That's exactly if, if I could write in exactly how I want my draft to go. I don't know if I'm on the Karloftis, but I'm on an edge rusher at 10. And I could trade that second round pick, that 38 overall, for like a Calvin Ridley or. I don't know if I would give up a two for Amari Cooper, but I would absolutely give up a three for Amari Cooper. You're taking on a big contract, but I would do that. I think trading for a receiver, an established guy, while you have Elijah Moore on a cheap deal, while you have Zach Wilson on a cheap deal, having an experienced route runner in the in the building is is not a bad move. Mm-hmm. So who would you address in free agency then? Um. Crazy. I want to get a veteran corner, maybe mm-hmm. Carlton Davis from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. That and would be then, pretty good. Man, I would love to get J.C. Jackson from New England. It's never going to happen, but <laughs> I would love to love to see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see him going back. I don't see him leaving. No, nah, that's just it. I mean, unless he's sick and tired of the Belichick stick, which I, I don't think so you made it to the playoffs this year they got the money to pay him i think at the very least they franchise tag him i don't think they're going to let a good corner walk mm-hmm. yeah so talk to me we got we, we've, we've been talking for two minutes it feels like you <laughs> you got nothing else to say all right what else you got um okay i want i was gonna say first for the linebacker position i'm not mm-hmm. sure if i would go draft or Free, or free agency because I think we have some young players with Nas Geraldine, mm-hmm. but we also have like Mosley who's a veteran, Quincy's like younger, mm-hmm. but I think we could go either one. I definitely do think we need a linebacker though. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion that I would be willing to trade down from 10 and be looking at either an edge rusher or a wide receiver or a linebacker, and I would be fine with pretty much any one of those. Um there's part of me that really wants Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean, but man, I know the first round is just such a tough ask for a linebacker, but man, they are violent. Mm-hmm. I was watching Dean. He just flies around the field. He's, he's so, so quick. He's so good. <laughs> I can't not watch him and just be like, wow, the way this guy hit, he hits like a brick shit house. Even at 10, I wouldn't mind it depending on how the board falls. Yeah, it definitely makes me feel a little bit better uh, seeing, what was it, uh, Daniel Jeremiah's power rankings, and they had both linebackers in the top 10 along with, like, I think Wilson, Drake, and London were, like, top 12 or top 11. Um, 
so yeah, look, a lot of the players we want are going to be right around that power ranking of, of 10. So depending on how the board breaks, two quarterbacks go in the top 10, that pushes guys down a little bit. Now all of a sudden you can get a better guy just a few picks later if you want. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of different ways we can go this offseason. Yeah, 100%. Now, what was your favorite thing you got out of this year? Who was your mo- who was your biggest like I wouldn't say I won't say surprise, but who who do you like the most from this year that you hope we have and continues to grow next year? Um, for me, it's easily Elijah Moore. I just love watching that dude play, run routes. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's a catch machine, run after catch. He does it all, and then uh, he just he sealed the draft at thirty four. And uh, I can't believe he made time, it. That far. I was like. We needed a receiver, but that was like a little high for me at the time. Yeah. But he's been a stud. Yeah, dude, I'll admit, like, I after taking Mims in the second round last year, signing Keelan Cole and Corey Davis, no thought of us going receiver in the second round. Was totally perplexed. <laughs> I was like, what? Mm-hmm. How, what do you mean we're not going defense? Uh, you know, it's build around your quarterback. I, I can't fault building around your quarterback. If that's the game plan, just pump every asset you have and make sure Zach Wilson is the guy. Because if Zach Wilson doesn't hit, guess what? Whole regime, out with the bathwater. Yeah. All right, brother. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Would you rather trade for Ridley or Cooper? From the cockpit. But I will answer that real quick. Uh, If the mental stuff is all right, I'm trading for Ridley. If not, I'm trading for Cooper. No, it's a, you know, cop out, but... It is what it is. J. Cole. Ooh, what is up, J. Cole? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, yo, what's good? Ah, hanging in there. How are you on this fine Monday night? Good. I just had some soup. It was pretty delicious. Ooh, what kind of soup? Chicken noodle soup, my Ah, favorite. Chicken noodle soup with with soda on the side? Yes, sir. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm more of a chowder kind of guy. I like the, I'm not a big like brothy soup person. I'm a big like New England and Manhattan clam chowder. I think that stuff's really good. I but anyway, I, I, I digress. How would you rebuild the New York Jets? All right. You want to hear? Yep. <clears throat> All right. So I would take either Akeem Ikwanu or Evan mm-hmm. Neal at 10. Right? Okay. Uh, you ran at four. Yes, at four. At four, my bad. Yes, yes, yes. And then... I would take Jermaine Johnson at 10, Florida State University. I think he's going to fly up draft boards. I, I had him in the second round originally because he was like mid-second round, and then he just kept creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And now I'm seeing him 20. I'm seeing him 15. I'm like, ooh, you know what? Take yeah. him at 10. I'm I'm okay with that move. If you think he's yeah, the guy. I really like him at 10. Like uh, me and Jeremy were talking about it, mm-hmm. and we were like discussing him and Carlosis and – I like Jermaine Johnson better because, like, he has, like, more bend off the edge. Mm-hmm. And Carlosis is more, like, kind of like a power rusher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think Carlosis is a nice complement to Lawson, uh, being that he's more of, like, an edge setter as opposed to, like, a bend around. I don't know. I just – I want the bendy guy. Like, I, I would like a Thibodeau. Yeah. But if there's – like, if you're concerned about maybe the work ethic of a Thibodeau, but you're not concerned about Jermaine Johnson or some of these other edge rushers. Like, yeah, take the lineman at, at four. Iquanu, by all accounts, will bury guys six feet deep. Yeah, oh, definitely. 
So what would you do in the second round after taking Iquanu at one and Jermaine Johnson at 10? So I would hope uh, Trey McBride is there with our first one. Sure. If he's not so, there, what would you do? If he's not there, I'm looking at um, Jahan Dotson from Penn Ooh. State, wide receiver. Yeah, I think he's good. He's got some sticky fingers. I really, I, when I was watching him, I was like, man, I hope he makes it out of the first round because if we don't address wide receiver, that's the one I would want. Like, I, I've watched David Bell. He's fine. Dotson's who I want yeah. ahead of Bell, though. Bell feels like yeah. more height. I don't know, it could be wrong. He feels more like Elijah Moore when I watched him. Uh, and I, I don't get me wrong. I only watched like one round of highlight tapes on him, so I did not do much research. I'm not thinking wide receiver in the second round so much. Yeah, that, no, I really like Dotson. He's like pretty explosive. I've watched his mm -hmm. highlights too. And uh, Bell is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, I really, I wouldn't be upset with either one, but I think like stature-wise – Burks, London are like the size kind of guys I want. Outside of that, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'd, I'd rather be for a trade than I think taking someone like Bell in the second. Yeah, I get that because, like, we kind of need more of, like, a bigger, like, kind of go get that ball receiver, like a Burke. Well, that's just it because you, you watch Zach Wilson throw the ball, and there's a lot of times he throws it up, and he kind of wants his receiver to come back for the ball because that's how you get pass interference calls and everything. And if you can get someone that's, like, six foot five, six foot three, and can jump out of the gym – like Drake London yeah. is also a USC basketball player. Burks, I'm sure, must have played basketball at some point. This guy is enormous. <laughs> He's just a specimen. Yeah. yeah. So Crazy. yeah, you get some guy that could jump out of the gym. But hey, I'm not opposed if they want to say, hey, we need the route runners, but then we want to have, you know, the tight ends be our red zone targets, our big jump ball guys. We're gonna keep things around the line of scrimmage. We're not gonna risk throwing those deep balls to like the the guys that can't create separation i know that's one thing that i've heard a lot about drake london oh he can't create separation because he's got you know, yeah i've heard that too about him he's like it's a concern like kind of yeah for sure well that's one of those things is like denzel mims was was great at contested catches but does contested catches mean you can't get separation so it is a contested catch like it's a it's a weird catch 22 it's a good stat but you got to be very very careful yeah no you gotta you gotta get open first and then then go get that football you know what i'm saying Oh, absolutely. All in. <laughs> who who yeah. do you want free agency? You got 30, 30 seconds left. Uh, free agency, I would give all the money we have for JC Jackson. Ooh, and okay. um, maybe even like a Mike Williams. Uh, he would Ooh, be great uh, for Zach Wilson. And I would love to shout out my boy, Jeremy. Let's go and green bean. They're coming to my wedding, baby. <laughs> Woo! I love it. Woo! I'm J. Cole, it's, baby. I'm on the rise. Let's go, I love, I love J. Cole. Thank you so Thanks much for calling in, brother. <laughs> You're out of here! Ejected from the cockpit. All right, boys and girls, we have hit the uh, the 9.30 hour. So uh, that's going to be it for me tonight. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to play some Halo, hang out, relax, unwind a little bit. Um, and I'll be back here tomorrow. We'll be live, me, O'Leary, Greenbean, and Ollie from Loyal NY Jeff fans. We're going to be talking a little bit more Senior Bowl. We're going to answer all your questions again. So all you have to do is hang out. <laughs> I see you guys saying boo. Ah, sorry. Wait, I'm saying boo for, for Halo or boo for me getting off the stream. I don't know. Whatever, boys and girls. It's been a lot of fun. I've had enjoyed my time tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-A.